are now listening to PursuitCast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Pursuit Cast. This is Sam, uh, back again with a new episode. Um, I want to start off by apologizing for my voice. I've been a little sick throughout the last week. I'm recovering, and uh, we had to get this podcast out to you because today we have a very special guest, uh, just an amazing friend, an awesome brother, a co-laborer for the kingdom. Um, I had the privilege to be on his uh um, Facebook live interview show that that's just been growing and and it's our honor to have him come join on our so Michael Lombardo hey Michael how are you I'm doing good thank you so much for having me on the uh, podcast yeah for sure bro um, it's a pleasure to have you come and and uh, just have you be a guest on our show um, you know it was an honor to be on yours and yeah and God's just really uh, taking you guys to a new level so um we're, we're honored that you took time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Of course, brother. Thank you so much. It was awesome having you on the show, man. You really just blessed the audience. And I love the word that you carry and everything that you're doing in New York City. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Um, so I guess for those of you guys who maybe didn't catch the interview that we did together earlier this year, um, and this is your first chance getting to know Michael, um, can you just share a little bit of your story, bro, for the people who are tuning in? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a Christian home. My mother got saved in um, the Catholic charismatic renewal. There was like a move of the Holy Spirit in the Catholic Church. And it was like Wednesday night mass and the priest was speaking in tongues. There was interpretations, there was prophetic words, people falling out in the spirit, shaking and (laughs) all kinds of manifestations. I, I grew up around that, even in the Catholic Church. And my mom would pray over me, and she would read the Bible, and I knew a lot about Jesus, and I went to Catholic school growing up. But then my dad got saved when I was 14. You know, for a while he was just, you know, he went to church out of religious obligation, or he feared God in the wrong sense of the word. But, uh, you know, so he was just, you know, a religious man, but then he had an encounter with Jesus when he was in a really bad place in his life. You know, financially with the family and everything, the stresses of life. So when he got saved, it was just like overnight difference. He was a completely different person. And it, it, it really freaked me out a lot. I thought to myself, man, like there's <laughs> there's Christians and then there's you guys. Like you take it to a whole <laughs> another level. Like you guys are Jesus freaks, like in every sense of the word. They're at church multiple times a week. They just blew my mind. And um, so I didn't get it. You know, the world had its pull on me more than, you know, Christianity or at the church or at least the system I was exposed to. The world was more intriguing. So MTV discipled me and uh-huh. uh, it, so, it so did a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I that I met. So I got involved doing drugs. All I cared about was girls. I just wanted to get with girls. And, and um, you know, I was just a womanizer for a while. And, you know, it, it starts with weed. It starts with drinking. And then I just got into the harder stuff, you know, um, pills and did, uh, I was doing cocaine a little bit, didn't get hooked, thank God. That was more, um, you know, recreationally. And then I was taking ecstasy. I took acid, mushrooms, the whole nine yards, man. I was just hooked on drugs. I was a hedonist, just a pleasure seeker in every sense of the word. And um, I was having fun for a little while, you know. Um, sin is fun for a little bit. <laughs> but then ultimately it comes and it bites you in the butt. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. you know, offer everything that it promises. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't keep up its end of the bargain. So... 
I think around 18, 19 years old, I was really seeking um, just something else in my life. I, I was empty. I wasn't as happy anymore. I was kind of seeing through, you know, my friends and the deception and the lies. And it's it's like I wasn't having fun being high anymore. And I know it was the prayers of my mother and my father. I, I know that it was the it was God because His hand is on my life ever since I was a kid. Different prophetic words over my life. And um, I tried everything to make myself happy, man. I tried everything. But at the end of the day, it was like every time I got what I wanted, every time I would seek something and get it, I was still empty. I was still broken on the inside. And I think about, you know, Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes where he says, you know, I had this and I had that. But at the end of the day, vanity of vanities. You know, I was the most wise man. I was the most rich man, all this. And so I got alone in my room with a Bible. And I said, God, if you're real, I need you right now. It's like everyone says you're real and says they could feel your presence. Everybody says they could hear your voice. I just, I've never encountered that before God. So change me, have your way with my life. I just got real with the Lord in my room by myself. And in that moment, I encountered the presence of God for the first time in my life. Wow. I felt, I felt his love. I felt his peace, my fear, my depression, my hopelessness just left. And I was just there with the Lord and I heard him speak to me for the first time. And it wasn't like a, a big word. It wasn't a, a crazy supernatural encounter. It was it was just his, the, the still small voice of the spirit. So he spoke to me and he said, son, I have plans for your life. Son of all things, he called me son. And I was just blown away. I just felt his love. Um, I just knew that I was the son of God. So at that moment, I just laid everything down to say, hey, listen, I'm going to live for God's plan for my life. I'm going to live on. completely for him. And, and that's and that started the journey. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, from there... Um, you went on some crazy trips, just serving the Lord, just giving him a yes. Um, and, I, and I think that's one of the things I really appreciate appreciate about you and I'm just so encouraged by is you just have an unconditional yes before the Lord, you know? <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us like some of the next things that took place after that encounter you had with the Lord? Yeah. Well, well, now I had God in my life. And every time I prayed, I would sense his nearness. I'd, I'd open my Bible and he'd speak to me. But there was baggage in my life still. You know, he, he began to deal with, um, you know, one piece at a time. You know, life wasn't perfect after that. You know, the road wasn't 100 percent clear. I had a lot of obstacles, you know, a lot of baggage. But um, he began to speak to me, man. I went to Bible school at Christ for the Nations Institute in Dallas, Texas. And um, it was there that God, I was there for three years, and he just laid a foundation for me. He healed me. He set me free. He laid such a strong foundation in my life. I got involved doing evangelism. I went on my first missions trip. I went on, well, I went on two missions trips while attending Christ for the Nations, and um, they were both to Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, and Indonesia. And um, really dark countries. One of them is a Muslim country. Another one's a Buddhist country, and, and, and another one's a communist country, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Saw a lot. I saw a lot there, man. And my heart just got set on fire for, for missions. My heart got set on fire for the nations. Like in Thailand, I saw hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of young people just come to know Jesus. And they would cry and they would weep like right next wow. to a Buddhist altar. Right next to a Buddhist altar, we'd be preaching the gospel and they would come up crying and, and just crying, just like just just coming into the embrace of their father. And then in Laos, we began smuggling Bibles, you know, into Laos, and that was a crazy experience, man. That was a wild experience, like getting Bibles into the hands of people that would have, you know, wouldn't be able to get a Bible otherwise, and 
just seeing the underground churches there and all these young people, you know, they were even younger than me. They were being shunned from their neighborhoods. They were being denied education because of, you know, because they were Christians. And in Malaysia, we saw so many people from Islam come to know Jesus Christ. And it was just life changing for me, man. So I went on some missions trips. And then that's when I got introduced to Heidi Baker's ministry. And I wound up going over there after Bible school in Mozambique. And a lot happened after that, man, yeah. you know, but, uh, that was, that's, that's some more what the Lord did. Yeah, that's great. I, I know that you were recently in Asia as well, uh, with the ministry that you and your wife founded and lead called Life Poured Out International. Uh, can you share a little bit about your ministry and your vision and your heart behind all that you do? Yeah, so our mission statement is to reach the lost, ignite the church, and serve the poor. Come on. It's it's threefold. Our heart is always the lost. Our heart is always to go to the dark parts of the world, go into the back alleys, go into the slums, go into the area where there's homeless people laying out on the floor. Our heart is always to be among the needy and the broken and to reach them with the gospel, to see people get saved. Like that's what it's all about, to come see on. the lost sheep come home to their come home to their father. And that's my greatest joy, honestly, as a person. It's just, and I'd love to see other believers get equipped, you know, in reaching the lost and evangelism. But, um, you know, my, my heart in that is also we, my wife and I, we travel all around the U S we host events, conferences, but we also travel overseas all around the U S just igniting the church, just doing, you know, just pouring into the bride of Christ, you know, encounter nights, just impartation, you know, different, we do all kinds of all kinds of stuff um, in that way, but um, yeah, we just got back from the Philippines. I was just there for two weeks, ministered at several conferences, churches, rehabs. Um, it was an incredible time. The people over there are so hungry. That's really what I mm-hmm. love about going overseas. You know, in a place where you know people, you know, they're very aware of the spiritual realm because they see demons, they see people who are oppressed. You know, they have a grid for that stuff. So when you go, their hearts are so open and they want counter God. They know they need God. Just being over there in the Philippines, God spoke to me about the Holy Spirit and how they're really being liberated now with the, with the gospel of grace, with the grace of God, because they were trapped in so much religion. And, um, you know, but now there's such a hunger for the Holy Spirit. So I just went there and ministered and, and preached on the Holy Spirit. And then there was tons of ministry time, impartation time, um, prophetic ministry, healing ministry. People's hearts are hungry for this man all over the world. Sure. And so that's our desire. My wife and I both. She leads worship. She teaches, and and we we travel together. We have a little girl, Sayla Gloria, and we even have her laying hands on people. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, two years old. Two years Come old. We're, a, we're a, teaching a true, her to do it. A true uh, power couple, and and I I think next time we have you on the podcast, you got to share um, just a story you had about you and your wife and your daughter. Uh, we'll save that for another podcast, but that was an awesome story as well. Absolutely. But. Yeah, I mean, I know you travel uh, extensively to minister overseas, but uh, I know you have a heart for this region and, and especially the city that yeah. that you guys are planted in as well. Can you share about some of the work that you're doing and the outreaches you're doing there? Yeah, it's probably four or five years ago now. Um, the Lord spoke to me about this city that's not too far away from where I live. Perth Amboy is the name of the city, and it's in central New Jersey. Um, it's just an inner city area, you know, with the same issues that a lot of inner cities have, you know, poverty, drugs, um, you know. So my church is close by there. I live close by there. So I've, I've been there a few times. My church is a lot of great work there. So as I've, as I've gone there, my heart just broke for the city. I felt God's heart for the city. 
And when God called my wife and I back to the U.S., because we were in Cambodia, we were in Mozambique, but God specifically spoke spoke to us about America and his heart to move here in this country and about the bride here. So when he did that, God just really put Perth Amboy again in our hearts. So, you know, we're all about going to the nations, but we believe in going to our neighbors. You know, it's one thing to see a revival, you know, everywhere in the world, but we want to see a move of the Holy Spirit, you know, right where we live. Yeah. So... So what we've been doing, man, is every single week we've been leading outreaches. And even last week, we had um, individuals, believers from six, seven different churches coming through, just joining us. So it's not about one church. It's not about one ministry or movement. Like we've got people from six, seven different churches coming out every single week, you know, with a hunger to be used, to share the gospel, to love people, to, mm. to um, you know, to see signs, wonders, and miracles on the streets, not just in church services. And so we've been equipping the saints in evangelism. We've been doing, you know, um, been going to different youth groups and, and, and young adult groups teaching on evangelism and taking them out. So we just go, you know, to, to this dark inner city area. We just love people, start conversations with them, pray for the sick, prophesy. You know, we've seen so many people saved and delivered right there on the streets. And then, and then every week we do a city outpouring gathering, which is we, we come together to worship and pray in the city of Perth Amboy. We prophesy over Perth Amboy. We really have just a Holy Spirit time. You know, we just let him have his way. We want to host his presence in the city of Perth Amboy. And even going into 2018, we got a lot of vision to get into the schools. We're trying to get into the high school now where we, we have visions to go into um, the homeless shelters and hospitals and really just be Jesus there. That's great, bro. I, I know I'm always encouraged when I see your posts, um, just serving your, your neighborhood. And just like you're saying, I think it's... I think what we need is people just getting a bigger picture of the kingdom rather than just their own local church events and, mm. you know, what's happening in within the four walls of their own church, but being the church outside and, and just bringing the kingdom together. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's what yeah. revival looks like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. Jesus said unity. It, you know, in the, in the book of Psalms, it was, uh, I think it's Psalm 133, where it says God commands the blessing where there's unity, mm. where there's agreement, you know, and that and that goes beyond the denominational line that goes beyond your church, my church. It's we are the church of Jesus Christ, regardless of, you know, yeah. what church we attend or what denomination we're a part of. And we have a heart to just bring the lost home and, and we have a heart to do the things of the kingdom. And it's all about coming together. And that's where God commands his blessing life forevermore. So for sure. And, and I really appreciate that about you and your ministry of just, you know, equipping the saints, gathering the saints. Um, you want to share about like, your, you know, we mentioned it earlier in, in the podcast, but about just the Facebook live show that you're doing and just kind of its reach. And I, I mean, I'm so blessed to see like the favor of God and the doors that he's opening through it. And, and I think it's so creative of, of you taking advantage of, you know, what, what everyone has access to today, a smartphone, you know, Wi-Fi, um, and just being able to use it to be a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was maybe, I don't know, a couple months into 2017 and I saw one person do a Facebook live and it was kind of like a, a split screen thing. And I saw it and I was like, wow, that's really amazing. And, um, I just thought, wow, this could really be a great platform to be a blessing to the church, you know, to encourage and, and pray for the church. But also, you know, I had some friends that were doing missions work. And I, at the time I had a lot of friends that are just anointed that are just carrying like a rhema word and just like, you know, a, a voice in this generation. I'm like, man, we could just get on together and just, you know, encourage the body and we could let people know about different needs that are happening. And 
when I began to think about it, I heard the Lord say to me, stop thinking about it and just do it. Mm. So <laughs> he was like, all right, son, it's an idea for me. And I just want you to start doing it. So I started doing it, not knowing, you know, what, what it was going to turn into or anything like that. But I just started doing it by faith and I just stayed consistent with it every single week. Even now I do, um, at least one a week, sometimes two, um, it's taken life. And, um, so I host, you know, I speak to missionaries, pastors, you know, missionaries from all over the world that are just making a mark, you know, um, in the earth, you know, with, with the gospel and, you know, a lot of authors and, and people with just like a now word for the body of Christ. And so I have them on and we just, we just share, it's just an online discussion and we share and I ask them questions. And I think one of my favorite parts of the program is that it's Holy Spirit led, you know, if, sure. You know, in the beginning, you know, I let the guest have free reign. Like, if you feel something from the Lord, just go ahead and release it. You know, if you have a prophetic word or word of knowledge, just just go ahead and release it. And a lot of people look forward to that time at the end. You know, even at the end, I always pray at the end, there's times of impartation, healing, you know, prophetic ministry. But but even then, people always put in prayer requests. So we try to pray for people individually or answer questions for people. And it's just been an honor, man. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I remember... Um, even when I was just tuning in one time and you guys were praying for the sick and taking prayer requests and there were even like comments coming in live of people like getting touched and healed and, and God is just really, you know, using it as you, as, as we capitalize on, you know, the tools that are in our hands today. And, and I just, I just thank you for, for just kind of being like a, like a, you know, trailblazer in that, you know, in the body of Christ in that way. Yeah. Absolutely, man. God, he's, he's given us all these amazing tools and we're going to use it for his glory. You know, it's, I'm in New Jersey and I'm going on live and there's people from Australia, Africa, um, you know, Asia, just all over the world watching. It's a beautiful way to disciple nations. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally thousands of people from all over the world are tuning in and, and, and it's a big Mm -hmm. blessing to, to, you know, root root you on bro uh, as a friend Mm -hmm. and as a brother. So you know, thank yeah. you for, for just all that you do in that. Um, I also know that, like, I know you have a busy schedule, you know, like I said mm-hmm. before, and, and and some exciting news coming up as well. I know you have your, uh, a book being launched in, mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Uh, you want to tell us uh, a little bit about that? Yeah, the book is called Immersed in His Glory, um, and the subtitle is Supernatural Guide to Experiencing and Abiding in God's Presence. Just like, you know, just like I was sharing with you earlier, you know, the first time I encountered God, it was His presence, and I just fell in love. Mm. I went from a drug addict to a presence addict in just one oh, moment. On. It was just like, it was like, God, you know, how could I get more? I just want to, I want to hear you. I want to feel your presence. I want to, I want to walk with you in an intimate way. And really the book just goes into a lot of my journey, um, how the Lord set me free from performance and legalism, how the Lord set me free from striving and how I just learned to receive in the secret place and how I learned how to just hear my father and abide in his presence. There's no more separation. Jesus destroyed every bit of separation between us and God. And now he lives on the inside of us. And we have this beautiful union and, and we don't need to, you know, just run to church or, you know, uh, experience a touch from God at a conference only, but we could literally experience him 24 seven as we're driving the cars or in the shower, as we're doing the dishes, as we're, (laughs) because he lives on the inside of us, this whole book, I just try to help people get past common hindrances, um, to hearing his voice and being intimate with him. And, um, I share a lot of stories to help inspire people and just impart hunger in them for the more of God that's available. So. 
That's yeah, man. Great. It's coming out January 16th. Pre-orders are available now on my website. Um, and so yeah, I'm really excited for it. I just got 700 copies delivered to my house, man. So, I'm, Come on. so, <laughs> I'm so for all of you guys who are listening, we'll definitely have all the links and information uh, so that you guys can get a copy of the book. Uh, I know you also have a, a launch event going on with the book coming out as well. Uh, you want to share about that conference you have coming up too? Yeah, sure. So the conference is called Immersed Conference, just based on the core message of the book. And um, it's January 20th in Perth Amboy, New Jersey, in the city that we love and the city that we're contending for. That's I, I really just wanted to have it in Perth Amboy. We could have picked a lot of spots, but we wanted to have it there. And um, so it's January 20th, which is a Saturday, and it's all day. There's going to be a 9 o'clock session, and then we're going to um, you know, have several sessions during the day and afternoon. And then at night, we're going to have a blowout service with uh, Where We Dwell Worship. And there's going to be a powerful time of impartation and prayer. But the um, entire conference is just centered around encountering the glory of God, encountering His presence. And I believe it's going to be an amazing way to start off the year for a lot of people, you know, going into 2018. And and um, so it's just powerful, man. And even God put it on my heart to do it all throughout the year. So we're actually going to do one at Christ the Nations in Dallas. And, and we're also going to do another immersed conference in Virginia and possibly other locations in 2018. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's a one-day conference all day, just literally mm-hmm. soaking in, in the glory of the Lord uh, mm-hmm. with, with you guys. So that's awesome. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. planning on being there myself and just hanging out with you and just you know getting, getting wrecked by the Lord. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, as, as we wrap up our time here together, uh, just a couple questions that, that's just really, really resonating on our heart, as as you know, our our passion is all about seeing revival take place, uh, wanting God to do what only God could do, so that only God could get the glory for it, and, and we mm. really want to see revival. Mm. Um, you know, how would you personally define that word revival? <laughs> wow, man, that's a that's that that's an amazing question. Uh, for me, when I read the Bible and I see believers being believers. You know, I see um, also Paul, and I see Peter, and I see Stephen. You know, the Bible even said Stephen worked extraordinary miracles, and he had supernatural wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, when I see believers just living out who they truly are, when I see, you know, not just the pastor, not just the minister, not just the, the, the prophet or the evangelist, but I see everyday believers laying hands on the sick. And they're recovering. And when I see, you know, the church of Christ rising up, you know, and just being who she is to me, man, bro, that's, that's revival. You know, sometimes revival, revival for me is a little bit of a loaded word sometimes because there's so many different definitions for some people. It's not about the miracles. It's about people getting saved. And for other people, it's about, you know, God showing up powerfully in a church service, you know, and, and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit's being poured out. And you know what, man, to me, all, when I look back at Toronto, when I look back at, you know, just times where thousands and thousands of people are getting saved, yes, that's revival. But at the same time, I believe that revival is just a believer coming fully alive, just being who they are, just literally stepping out of their comfort zone, not being complacent, not being conformed to the world, but people that are just on fire for Jesus. They just love Jesus with everything, Amen. and they're completely surrendered and committed to the call of God on their lives and they won't let up. Like to me, that's the spirit of revival. And I love when a whole community, a whole people or a whole church catch it. That's amazing. You know, and, and we look back on those times and say, wow, that was a powerful mood, the spirit, that was revival. 
But for me, I don't want it just to, I don't want to define revival only that way. Like for me, mm. revival is so much more. It's just when people come fully alive in the presence of God and they say yes to him with everything and they actually begin to manifest it. <laughs> Amen. I, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's it. It's revival of the spirit, man. You know, it's mm. the revival of, of everything that's been dead, everything that's been stolen, everything that's been robbed, everything that's been, you know, tamed by religion just mm. coming fully alive and, and like you said, mm. being everything God says that you are and, and walking in that. So yeah, I, I, amen. I believe it. I believe it. We're, that's what we're contending for. And, yeah. and, and I know that's what all that, what you're all about as well. So mm. yeah. Uh, one last question uh, before we wrap up our time here. Um, you know, how, how would you on a daily rhythm, you know, since, you know, your, your whole book and just a lot of your life has just been about walking with, with the Lord in a daily way. Like what's one of the things that helps you just lock into God on a daily basis? You know, you have, you have a family, you know, you have a, you have a, uh, an infant, you know, you have all these different things in life, a busy schedule. Um, so for people who are listening, who might be wrestling, they at work, they got this, they got that. You know, what, what, what can you share from your own experience of how to be able to just lock into the Lord in the midst of everyday life? Yeah, that's a huge question. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard out there. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of entertainment. Um, especially when you get older, you have a lot of responsibilities. You have work, you have a family, you have kids, you know, and you want to sleep you know, in the morning or you want to, you want to go to bed early or, you know, cause you're just running around crazy during the day. But for me, it has to do with being intentional. I have to be intentional. I have to be sure. intentional with my time with the Lord. I have to be intentional with my time with my wife and my kids. Like for me, it's not separate. I don't separate anything. You know, when I'm with my wife and my kids, I'm also with the Lord. And I can have a fulfilling intimacy with the Lord even when I'm spending time with my wife and my baby. I don't want to separate the Lord from my natural life. For sure. You know, and, and for me, just having that kind of consciousness and that kind of understanding has really helped me because I used to I used to race to the to, to the prayer closet like I was like I had to be in there 24-7 for, for God to be happy with me. And now I've realized that he's in me and he's with me and I get to commune with him and everything. And that's really been huge in my life. I still, I still spend time in the secret place. I'm very intentional about my time with the Lord. But I also enjoy him throughout the day and everything that I do. And that's, that's been big for me. And I think the second thing I want to say is stripping away from my phone, mm. you know, and, and stripping away from Netflix and, you know, away from these things that are good. They're not bad. It's not evil. It's just, you know, sometimes it just takes way too much of our time, way too much of our energy when we could be with the Lord, hearing from Him, you know, getting into the Word, spending time with family and friends, you know, things that are truly quality. So I think there has to be a hunger in our hearts. And I pray that for people going into 2018, that there be an extraordinary hunger in their hearts. They wouldn't That they wouldn't be comfortable with just life as, as, as usual, you know, ordinary life. And that they would even make some sacrifices going into 2018. And I'm not just talking about, you know, New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about a lifestyle as a believer of saying, you know what? I'm going to spend less time on my phone, less time on Netflix, and I'm going to spend a little bit more time with my God in his word, in his presence, so I, so I could hear from him, not for no, for no legalistic reasons, but just because I want to hear from him. He's my dad. And I want to be with him. And I don't want to settle in my life. So that's what I'd say. Yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, I would say for me too, I think one of the game changers is just understanding friendship with the Lord. You know, that mm. like 
just walking with him in every in everyday thing like you know like you're saying like I'm all for the the devoted time the set apart time to seek his face and the, the you know the co- the prayer closet and stuff like that but but knowing that sometimes just you know on the commute to work can be just as powerful yeah. you know cuz yeah. God is right there and and I think that's been one of the game changers in my life and and uh yeah bro uh just even as you're sharing about hunger um you want to just pray that for everyone listening just kind of imparting that for everyone yeah. listening for everyone who who will tune in just that prayer of hunger and just imparting that to us as we wrap up our time here mm-hmm. yeah i just pray that the hunger divine hunger would just fill every single heart god that that's listening to this this podcast hunger is a gift from heaven I just thank you, Lord, that once we taste and see that you are good, then we hunger more because you're so good. You're so amazing, Lord. We have to taste you. We have to experience you before we can truly keep hungering for you, God. So I just pray for an encounter going into 2018 that those listening to this podcast would see you, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon them, and that they would encounter you in such a special, fresh, new way, Daddy and that they would fall head over heels in love with Jesus. I just thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that their hearts would burn, that their hearts would burn for you, Jesus. Just holy fire, God. I pray over every single heart that is listening to this right now, Daddy. Holy fire. You see, um, in the Word, you said that, that that you come to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire, God. And I just pray that fire would infuse the heart of every single person listening right now, Daddy holy passion desire for jesus because we have a revelation of how much you're passionate about us yes lord i pray that the revelation of your passion for that for 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 them god would just take over that it would just be so real to them dad and i just thank you that dreams will be realized in 2018 Mm. i thank you that that uh, manifestation god of provision and blessing and increase will take place in their lives in 2018 god and I just thank you, Lord, that they'll be able to carry it and they'll be able to do it because they, they, they give you all the glory. They give you all the thanks. Their character is in such a place where they're able to carry it and they're able to do it, God, with pure hands, Lord. I just thank you, Father, for your grace and for that special divine hunger that is filling their hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, bro, for taking time, hanging out with us, just sharing your story. Uh, just sharing some awesome things with us. Uh, we, we definitely got to have you come back on soon. And uh, yeah, we hope to have you again, bro. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's always yeah. great talking with you. And yeah, I just love what you're doing, bro. Thank you. Likewise. Uh, for everyone tuning in, thank you so much for uh, joining us once again. Uh, we love you and stay tuned for another episode coming soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to PursuitCast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.